have it at um, Target. Yeah, but I, I almost went, got you I went, one. I went to Costco the other day, yeah. just just stocked up on all the things: uh-huh. diapers, energy drinks. Uh, I got David some more green pants and a black shirt. Why does he? Why does David get his clothes is, at Costco? Because he's kind of hard on clothes. No, no shame, but he's I kind of hard on clothes. So, I don't know why. Do they have good pants? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Well, now on to spookier topics today. Are, were you recording that whole time? Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. You heard it here first. We just had to call Chase because it's just us here and we couldn't figure out how to start the recording thing. And it was just a very simple, we didn't click one, one button. button. And then we started talking about David's pants that he gets from Costco. Is Great. that where he got his Crocs and his gibbets i was gonna say bidgets no no he he ordered that from from directly from crocs but he, he crocs. like got it as a joke and now he loves them and wears them everywhere and it's actually kind of funny like i love it it's just because it's so uncharacteristic for david yeah i need to get chase a pair most likely please do and get him some gibbets i don't i don't i get think him. he might wear crocs around the house but i don't think he would ever even allow gibbets i don't know in the house. Could you ever picture David wearing Crocs out in public? A little bit. I it was so I, I saw the order like uh-huh. I, and I was like, what is Crocs? Yeah. And, and he, he was didn't like, let me show you. He said, let me show you the gibbets I got. He's oh. really he's really proud of him. We'll post a picture of him on Instagram. <laughs> okay. That's not what we're talking about it's today. Not, it's not at all. So I had no idea we were recording. We thought we Hannah doesn't know anything. I'm just. I said all I have I, a surprise for you. All I know is the topic. I know mm-hmm. nothing else because I asked Lacey yesterday. I said, "What are we talking about on the podcast?" And and she said, "Azkaban." I couldn't think of the name of it. I literally couldn't. My mind went straight to Harry Potter, and I said, "What is it? Is it not Azkaban?" That's the only thing that was coming in my mind. But we think Azkaban. Oh, this was is, inspired by this. It, it definitely was, and that's the surprise I have for you. So oh, yes. we're talking about Alcatraz, the one and only Azkaban, probably the most famous prison in all the lands i can't name another prison for you so actually i can name another prison for you what rikers rikers um eastern state penitentiary there's a lot of ghost hunting episodes there okay yeah so anyways right before you came i looked it up because i was curious and i i can i said is azkaban which is the prison in harry potter um which is in the middle it's not even on an island. It's like a very tall, mm-hmm. triangular structure that's just in the middle of the ocean. Was that inspired by Alcatraz? And J.K. Rowling has come out and said, yes, that it absolutely absolutely was. And okay. to create the name Azkaban, she mashed up the name Alcatraz with the word, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Abaddon, which is an ancient Hebrew word for hell. That's amazing. Mind blown. I just kind of got chills. I think that's yeah. really, really cool. Yeah. Because I t- in teaching literature, when I bring up like obscure facts like that, mm-hmm. students are always like, there's no way the author actually thought about that when they named that. And I'm like, I, I really think mm-hmm. like authors do think about that kind of stuff. And she has so, so many, many cool obscurities. Details. I love the names an obscure fact. of places and things and like mm-hmm. the little details of what they have on their walls. Like I, I find that kind of stuff fascinating. Yes, so because she's a genius and everyone needs to read Harry Potter. It's so have cool. A fulfilled life. Is what well, I the say. name makes sense. Cause mm-hmm. I do imagine it's like a, it's own version of hell. Right. Right. Which I'm sure we're, we'll get to that. Is, I was about to say, I'm sure is also on theme for the real one. Mm hmm. So, Alcatraz. In 1775, there was a Spanish explorer, and his name was Juan Manuel de Ayala, and he was the first to discover what is now San Francisco Bay. 
and there were three islands there, and he named them the Alcatraces. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that is the Spanish word for pelican. So there, those islands had lots and lots of pelicans on them. They were out in the middle of the ocean, and over time this was changed to, we Americanized it to Alcatraz. Okay. the pelicans. Mm-hmm. The main island where the prison was eventually built was 22 acres and sat only one and a quarter mile from San Francisco. I'm changing my phone to my right hand because anytime it's near the the computer, it goes... Um, so it was only one and a quarter mile from San, Francis- San Francisco, but it wasn't initially a prison. Really? So, no. The island was the site of the first operational lighthouse on the West Coast. That's pretty cool. I've never seen a lighthouse in person. I know you, you have. You went I up. have. I went to Maine. I know. I was just fixing to say you went all fancy and went they're to really, Maine. They're really pretty. We don't have any in Alabama. No. Not that I no. know of. Hey, well, you got married by a lighthouse. Oh, <laughs> that's a fact. There, I was going to say there are some on lakes. I, did. I don't I don't think it's like a real... I don't, yeah. I don't think it was a I real functional... I meant like a real operational... Like, like the purpose was to like shepherd right. boats it's, and it, ports. The one I that got married next to wasn't very tall. No, that one I think was just like cosmetic. Yeah. So anyway... The U.S. Army built a fortress on the island in the 1850s to protect the area. Seems smart. The Army also made plans to install more than 100 cannons on the island, making Alcatraz the most heavily fortified military site on the West Coast. I feel like, do you think 100 cannons per 22 acres, do you think that's enough cannons? Uh, You think we did it? I don't know. I think that's that's a lot of cannons. Yeah. By the late 1850s, the first military prisoners were being held on the island, but as the need for the island as a military fortress diminished, it still continued to be the site for prisoners. After the Civil War, Confederate sympathizers and those found, quote, celebrating President Lincoln's death were all sent to Alcatraz. And I was just thinking that's like all our ancestors Uh, here in Alabama. Probably. The whole Southern. The way I just put the emphasis on that Salal Bay was very wrong. I said, Alabama. That's fine. That's not how we say that here. It, it just kind of creeps out. Every Alabama. Alabama. Native Americans accused of, quote, mutiny were also imprisoned there. And so they were mutiny, meaning they were probably just protecting right. what they was rightfully theirs. Right. And then they ended up going to a prison with some of the worst people in society. So that's oh, very gosh. unfortunate. You stick some Native Americans in, mm-hmm. in there with some racists. Yep. That's not a good, it's no. not a good setup. No. The army tore down the fortress in 1909, and from 1909 to 1911, military prisoners began building a new prison. So the U.S. Army used the island for more than 80 years, from 1850 until 1933, before the island was transferred to the U.S. Department of Justice for use by the Federal Bureau of Prisons. The federal government had decided to open a maximum security, minimum privilege penitentiary to deal with the most dangerous and corrupt inmates in federal prisons and to show the government essentially that they meant business because this was a very hard time the 1920s and 30s there was Mm -hmm. lots of rampant crime because Mm -hmm. this was the gangster era the mobster era the prohibition era that's what i was gonna say it was fueled heavily by the great depression and the prohibition because there was nothing to do nobody had any money everybody was hungry I'm sure they didn't have money to go. And there were lots of weird new to, rules. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Beginning on January 1st, 1934, the Bureau of Prisons began the process of selecting a warden and upgrading Alcatraz to a, quote, escape-proof maximum security prison. 
Also, you didn't see this, but Lacey just put escape proof in quotation marks. Right. Because there were lots, lots of escapes. We're going to talk about a couple yeah, of them. That's, I, was, I was figuring that that's what the air quotes were for. Because remember, it's only a one and a quarter mile from right. land. So, the prison was divided into cell blocks. Cell B and C had, or excuse me, cell block C and B had approximately 336 cells, and each cell was five feet by nine feet long. So that's, that's not that big. No, but it's, yeah, it's pretty small to yeah. be spending, you know, people serving life in that small of a room. Yeah. Cell block D, that's where you definitely didn't want to be. That was the solitary confinement area where inmates would spend 24 hours a day locked in their cell except for once a week when they were let out onto the recreation yard for about one hour. I feel like if I wasn't going to be in prison a long time, that's where I would want to be. Just keep me away from everybody. Give me a book. Oh, there's no way they gave you a book. (laughs) They do. We'll talk about it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, like if I was in prison today, like prisoners today can read, but... right. There were four guard towers constructed at strategic points around the island, and 336 of the cells were reconstructed with toolproof steel cell fronts and locking devices operated from control boxes. Because I imagine back in the day, they just had to go around with the key, you know, yeah. lock each prisoner up, well, like Andy big, Griffith like, skele- cell. The, yeah, those big, like, skeleton keys. Yeah. They also made sure that none of the cells adjoined to a perimeter wall, so you couldn't just dig straight out. Every window in the prison building was also equipped with a toolproof steel window guard and two gun galleries were erected in the cell block that allowed guards armed with machine guns to oversee all the inmate activities. Yikes. The mess hall and main entrance were equipped with built-in tear gas canisters in the ceiling that could be remotely activated from both the gun gallery and the outside observation points, which just stinks. Like, if one person acts up, you I all mean, get I had gassed. Yeah. Yep, it's so, everybody. But I guess also don't go to prison. The True. upgraded prison was so foreboding that it was given the name Uncle Sam's Devil Island. But most of the prisoner, prisoners, the most famous nickname was just The Rock. The Rock. Mm-hmm. Imagine Uncle, if Uncle Dwayne Sam's Johnson what? just had to go to Alcatraz. <laughs> He's the face of it. Wait, <laughs> Uncle Sam's what? Devil Island, mm-hmm. a.k.a. The Rock. The Rock. Alcatraz's first warden, James A. Johnson, created the guiding principles under which the prison would operate. So he essentially believed if you were good, you could earn special privileges or reduce sentences. And if you were bad, it was not. Yeah, it, it was, was bad. bad. Mm-hmm. The prisoners at Alcatraz were considered to have four rights. That was food, which all of the prisoners, this is like a known thing, Alcatraz had good food, relative term. Like they would all say it's like the best out of any prison they ever went to. Interesting. Clothing, a shelter or, you know, their jail cell Mm -hmm. and medical care. And everything else was a privilege that had to be earned. Some Hmm. of the privileges were visiting the library, Love that. But they would make sure the books didn't have anything about crime or anything. Of course not. Uh, Visiting with family members and recreational activities such as painting and music. They had like a little prison band. Okay. Which I would not picture Alcatraz to have things such as painting and not for the worst of the worst. that, That does surprise me. Yeah. And no one can directly transfer from the courts to Alcatraz. You could only be transferred from another prison when that prison could no longer handle you, meaning Alcatraz was the worst of the worst. Yeah. Yeah. One of the prison's most infamous prisoners, I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy, his name was Al Capone. I've heard of him once (laughs) or twice. Um, 
he needs no introduction, really, unless all of our listeners in other countries, which we have. There are some very countries I've never heard of yep, we, we that have listen to us. A couple Hello. listeners all over. Mm-hmm. He is a famous American gangster, also known as Scarface. His face got scratched up early on, and he actually hated that name. I assume Scarface, the movie, is a... Yeah, based was, on him. Yeah, yeah, it's a mobster movie, I assume. Yep. By some estimates, his crimes pulled in around $100 million a year from gambling, prostitution, racketeering, all that kind of stuff. All the above. He was widely assumed to be responsible for the Valentine's Day massacre of 1929, yep, where seven members of his like opposing gang were all lined up and shot to death. But that's not what he went to prison for. He actually went to prison for tax fraud. I was about to say, a lot of these like gangster people, they end up mm-hmm. like they can't get them on their crimes because they're just so good. Mm-hmm. So they end up going to jail over something like really petty. Yeah, I think like everyone knows he did it. Like it's a yeah. fact that he yeah. did it, but, but they couldn't like. Mm-hmm. without reasonable doubt, prove it. So yeah. they're like, we'll get him for his taxes. On May 4th, 1932, he did end up serving out part of his sentence in Atlanta. I didn't realize he was ever that close to us. but However, he was able to use his fame and wealth to manipulate everyone, including including the prison guards, and he basically had the guards working for him. So Not surprised at all. It wasn't a safe situation that if he had the guards not, working for him. does not surprise me. So the decision was made to move him to Alcatraz so that he can no longer leverage the system. And in August of 1934, without any formal notice, he was placed on a secure prison railroad car on a journey along with 52 other inmates to America's Devil Island. Warden Johnson had a very special way of greeting inmates. When they arrived on the island, they would basically file a single, or not, that's not how you say that. They would form, Mm -hmm. that's the word, a single file line, and he would greet them one by one, and he said that he spotted commote. Capone, Camone. I'm thinking of um, Timon and Puma. There you go. We, it's always the circle always, of life. We, we reference three things on this podcast frequently. Mm-hmm. The Office. The Office. Harry, Harry Potter, Potter. And The Lion King. Or, yeah, Disney stuff in general. <laughs> anyway, he spotted Capone immediately who was smiling and uh, he like stepped forward and was like, I'm the spokesperson for all these other inmates and like we're going to cut a deal, guy. And old Warden Johnson was like, Nah. He knew he was trouble from the get-go. Yeah, and he gave him prison number 85 and told him to get get his tail back in line. So Capone spent 4.5 years at Alcatraz, and he did not have an easy time. One time while he was working in the prison basement, another inmate stabbed him with a pair of scissors. He did recover. He had to spend some time in the hospital ward, but get, I imagine we had all... I wonder if the tetanus shot was invented by then. I don't know, but that doesn't sound pleasant. Yeah. In 1938, he transferred to Terminal Island Prison in Southern California and was released in November of 1939, which I would have thought he would have gotten life, but again... If it's for tax fraud, yeah. then no. Yeah. But he died in 1947 at the age of 48 from complications from syphilis. The syphilis went to his brain. Yikes. And yep. Then this, this guy's story I like better. There was a guy named Robert Stroud, a.k.a. the Birdman of Alcatraz. Never heard of him. That sounds scarier to me than Scarface. Yeah, it kind of does. Because what are you doing with birds that make you so scary? In 1909, uh, this Robert Stroud individual, Birdman, he brutally murdered a bartender who had allegedly failed to pay one of his prostitutes, Stroud's prostitutes. Oh, he was a pimp? Yeah. After shooting the bartender to death, he then took the man's wallet to ensure that he and the prostitute will receive compensation for her services. 
1911, he was convicted of manslaughter and was sent to serve out his sentence at McNeil Island, which is a federal penitentiary in Washington state. And his records from there indicate that he was violent and difficult to manage. On one occasion, he viciously assaulted a hospital orderly who he insisted had reported him to the administration for attempting to procure narcotics through intimidation and threats. On another occasion, he stabbed a fellow inmate. So it's not looking good no. for him. He was transferred. Hey, you might know. I thought that was going to say Kentucky. It, didn't. it says Kansas. Leavenworth Federal Penitentiary. You ever heard of that one? I have not. It's, on, it's one of the ones on the ghost Popular shows. Popular one? Okay. Mm-hmm. In 1916, after Stroud was refused a visit by his brother, he stabbed a guard to death in front of 1,100 inmates in the pre- prison's mess hall. I oh. guess they I guess they didn't have they the didn't tear have that, gas. They did not have that mm-hmm. tear gas. He was convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to death by hanging, and he was ordered to await his death sentence in solitary confinement. However, his mother desperately pleaded for his life, and finally, in 1920, President Woodrow Wilson commuted his death sentence to life imprisonment without parole. Interesting. And as a result of his unpredictable and violent outbursts, Warden T.W. Morgan directed that Stroud should be permanently placed in the segregation unit to live out his sentence in total solitude. So he spent 30 years of imprisonment at Leavenworth, and while he was there, he developed an interest in canaries. He had found one your face. I know. I looked over and you were just like, mm. like um, that's he, the most random thing that this like violent mm-hmm. murder could be like such sweet little birds. Right. He found one in the recreation yard one day, developed an interest, and he was in eventually I don't they just do weird stuff in prison. He was eventually allowed to breed birds and even maintain a lab inside his cell. And they thought that they allowed this because it was like, you know, it was something productive for him to do. He wasn't, yeah. his hobbies were no longer stabbing people. It, it was, was raising it, canaries. It wasn't, it wasn't ending life. It mm-hmm. was creating life. Right. He was able to just stu- to study their habits and physiology and even developed and marketed medicines for bar- various bird elements. And he authored two books. On canaries. Uh-oh. So that reminds me of who, where the crawdads sing. And she oh, oh, came yeah. up with a book. About also, who, who gets the profits from his book, though? I guess him. You think? Mm-hmm. I wonder, but I did I see the, where, like... If the prison takes it. I don't know. I couldn't find out, but I did see where, for a long time, Alcatraz didn't have canteen or, like, a store you could go to. So where is he going to use his money? Uh, that, exactly. Buy more birds. In or, 1942, he was transferred to Alcatraz, where he spent the next 17 years, six in segregation D-block. But also, like, why? It sounded like he was doing real good with the birds at the other place. Yeah, I didn't see why like, he must they have, transferred him. I think he probably went to stab another guard again, mm-hmm. and they were like, you're out of here. Probably. He had to do something. Right. So he ends up in Alcatraz, and he spends six years in the segregation block and 11 years in the prison hospital for kidney disease. And in 1959, he was transferred to the Medical Center for Federal Prisoners in Springfield, Missouri. And there, on November 21st, 1963, he was found dead from natural causes. From the kidney stuff? I guess. Later, there was a movie made about his life, and the actor who portrayed him, Burt Lancaster, ever heard of him? I have. You have? Yeah, I have. I haven't. Well, he was nominated for an Academy Award. I was just just thinking, I've I've heard of this movie. Really? Yeah. Now I want to watch it. Is it called well, The Birdman of I, Alcatraz? I don't know if it's called of Alcatraz, but I think it is called Birdman, I think. Ugh, that I sounds know. like a horror. You know what I know? Another movie that I saw on Amazon Prime the what? other day? Pinocchio. 
the real one the like live action mm. kind of animated kind of one no thank you i don't know it kind of looked interesting i might watch it i saw this is a tangent i saw the big red movie that all the people were getting mad about the little girl that turns into a panda and it's called turning red and it's symbolism for um getting your menstrual cycle and like aging and stuff what yeah and people were really mad about it i've not heard of that where'd you watch it disney plus oh okay yeah that's what you're doing you get home no, anyway no, i think i'm gonna watch pinocchio it's got all the like weird stuff that pinocchio like all those weird animals why do you want, i gotta finish watching bridgerton by, when you get swallowed by a whale it's got all that in it oh anyway you can tell me how it is we'll get we'll get back to back to azkaban mm-hmm. and back to the whole azkaban alcatraz was considered to be heavily fortified like we said but this did not stop prisoners from attempting escaping from a total of 1,545 prisoners that spent time at the prison, 36 men attempted to escape in 14 separate attempts. Of those 20, 20 were captured, 7 were shot. Oh, I'm sorry. Of those, 20 were captured, captured, 7 were shot and killed, 2 drowned, 5 were never found, assumed by prison authorities to have drowned. So it's not as successful. Ooh, no. I don't. I don't know what the last couple guys were thinking when they were like, "Oh, they the, thir- the other people, like the thirty people before us didn't make it." But but we're going to be the ones. Mm-hmm. Two of those escape attempts are very famous, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So, the first attempt was the inspiration behind the movie Escape from Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood. You Makes ever, maybe that's what you're thinking of. Maybe old Clint. The attempt occurred on June 11, 1962, by inmates Frank Lee Morris, who was the mastermind, brothers John and Clarence England, and Alan West. All of the men put in a a request to be moved next to each other in a cell block B, and that was approved. And I was just thinking, like, I couldn't even get my assigned seating changed in high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) How are you going to get your cell block changed? Alcatraz honestly sounds like a breeze. Let's, let's they get to move next to their buddies. They, they get, they get good to food. Breed birds. That was a different prison. They get yeah. to paint. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that show, 60 Days In? No, but I've heard of it. Where uh, it's, somebody goes undercover. Yes, they go in undercover, and you see yeah. how long they could last. Mm-hmm. They should have done that at Alcatraz, and then we wouldn't have had no, all that, these that, I haven't seen any seasons at Alcatraz, but mm. I could, well, see, that's I it's could see you doing we'll that. We'll get to that. I could see you doing it. Yeah. I would, no. I would root for you. I wouldn't make it. I said before, put me in solitary confinement. Let me live out my sentence. Lacey goes in, just immediately punches someone square in the face so that she gets put in <laughs> solitary confinement yep. and she spends the rest of the 59 days in solitary. The end. The end. There you go. That's actually kind of genius. Mm-hmm. So their plan was extremely complex and involved the design of, and fabrication of lifelike dummies, water rafts, life preservers, and they fashioned the life preservers and water rafts over... Fi- out of 50 raincoats that they acquired from other inmates or I, I just imagine them being like at each week being like, Hey guard, um, I lost my other raincoat. <laughs> and like eventually they just collected 50 raincoats. They would also eventually acquire crude tools like spoons and stuff that they would dig with. And through the vent in their cells, they were able to access this utility landing, which was like a small room above their cell. And this is where they created a small secret workshop. And also in this utility room landing area, there was pipes that went to the ceiling. And on the ceiling, there was another vent slash door that led to the roof. And that's how they were going to escape. But first, they had to dig through these small vents in their room that weren't that wide. Yeah. So... The inmates would alternate shifts. One while one was digging, one would be the lookout, or while one was making these dummies, one would be the lookout. 
and they would start around 5.30 p.m. and continue until about 9 p.m. just prior to the lights out count. John and Clarence started fabricating the heads for the dummies. I'm not, I'll post pictures. They're pretty good to start with yeah. nothing. Yeah, pretty good. Good for them. They made a homemade cement powder, powder mixture that included things like soap and toilet paper, and they decorated them with flesh-toned paint that they were able to get from the prison art kits that they could oh, yeah. get if you know yep, they were we on good behavior, yep. and human hair from the barbershop. So... Um, I wonder what they did before Alcatraz. Like, right. Was one of, one of you was like a Hollywood set dummy or like mm-hmm. a set costume Well, they just get really creative in there because they don't have anything else. else they probably do. read about it in a book. Mm-hmm. That they got out of the library. And then they went to the paint, the, mm-hmm. the, the painting the, activity. See, that's what I'm saying. They had bands. You could go sit and paint. You could go to the library. Your food was good. Sound like they haven't made as far as a prison. You had a beautiful view. You're on a freaking island. I mean, why not? They were able to make a homemade drill from tiny motors that they took out of vacuums and were able to use stolen glue to glue together the life jackets into a makeshift raft. And then they used an instrument known as a concertina. You know what that is? I think Dopey has one of those in Snow White. It's like the accordion oh, thing yeah. that's long and skinny. And they, I guess, took Where off one in. From, from the music? From the freaking, they, they could, eventually they were able to buy instruments off the cantina. <laughs> okay. Yep. Interesting. So on June 11th, 1962, the escape attempt was set into motion. Unfortunately, Alan West had to be left behind because he didn't dig all the way through his vent, which that sucks. Like, why couldn't y'all wait just a, like a week one, longer? One more day. Come on, Alan. But the others were successful with this, and they put the dummies into their beds. Also, were they not worried that Alan was going to snitch on them? No. No? No. He did after they, like, couldn't find them, which we'll get to that he did tell them like their plan oh, okay. once they got to San Francisco and all that. That's but like that's like, that's some brotherhood right there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Alan. The inmates made their final thirty-foot climb up the plumbing to the cell house roof. They went across about a hundred feet on the rooftop and then maneuvered down these fifty-foot pipes to the ground near the an- entrance to the shower area. And this would be the last time that anyone ever saw old Morris and the England brothers. So the next morning, they go around for roll call, and they notice that these guys aren't getting up. Like, what are they doing? And one guard went to the cell and nudged what he thought was a man, and the dummy head fell off the bed and rolled across the floor. First of all... How terrifying. I would scream. Yeah. And then I would just be like, you know what? Good for them. Good for you. I'm impressed. That, I can't even be mad. That is extremely impressive. I can't even be mad. But a manhunt went underway, but they never found the bodies or the people so there's two groups of thought some people think they escaped successfully and went on to live their lives most people including myself think that the evidence points to the fact that they died at sea so yeah here's a couple things there were personal items found floating in the bay mm. there was a bag and they opened it up and it had pictures of the england family and a list of family phone numbers i guess that they would call when they when got, they got out but the England brothers' families never heard from them after this escape attempt. So, so they not say. a single time. So they, so they say. say. So they say. They also found a life preserver with heavy teeth marks on the valve, and it is believed that the homemade clip to seal the valve had failed, making it difficult for the swimmer to stay afloat. Not to mention, it would only take about two hours for their bodies to go unconscious in the freezing water. And teeth marks? Yeah. 
like, like they would have been trying to hold oh, it closed like hu- with their mouths. Like human teeth? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was thinking like shark teeth. Well, I assumed it was human teeth. It could have been mm-hmm. shark teeth. For all we know, popped their their dang raft and ate them up. Yep. Uh, in July of 1962, only six weeks after the escape, there was a ship in the area that saw a body floating in the water, but they did not report this until they went and made it back home in the fall. I guess that's just it's a common sighting in San Francisco Bay. Bodies floating. They didn't feel like any need to report it. So that was that escape. Okay. The bloodiest escape attempt is known as the Battle of Alcatraz. Ooh. And this happened in May of 1946. It was carried out by inmates Bernard Paul Coy. Oh, he's got a triple name. Bernard Ooh. Paul Coy, Joseph Paul Kretzer, and Clarence Victor Carnes. Never mind. What? They gave their full name for every single one of them. I was going to say, what? what? Those are some names. Mm-hmm. I like the name Clarence. Yeah. On May 2nd, 1946, Coy covered his body in grease and then began climbing the West End gun gallery. In between his teeth, he carried a crudely made metal bar spreader. How they made that? I couldn't make that if you gave me all the tools in the tool shed. Uh, No, if you took me to Home Depot, I Mm -hmm. still couldn't figure out what I needed to to be able to break out of something. Same. And using this device, he was able to spread the bars approximately 10 inches apart. And you might be thinking, wait, that's still... A really s- small mm-hmm. distance. Well, he had not been eating like months in advance so he could get skinny so he could fit through these bars. And the grease, so he just mm-hmm. like try to slide right out. Yep. Yikes. Once inside, he was able to ambush the guard and choke him until he was unconscious. And once the guard was unconscious, he was able to get his gun and some other like a billy club and that kind of stuff and pass it to the other inmates down below. Then he came down, and they got together, and they were able to capture nine guards and lock them in cells number 403 and 404. How many guys was this breaking out? This was three so, so far. Three, three versus nine? Mm-hmm. Okay. But meanwhile, they also released three other inmates. So there's okay. another so three. So they're, they're gathering. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was Clarence Carnes, the youngest convict ever sent to Alcatraz, Sam Shockley and Mirren Thompson, who were all serving sentences for violent crimes. So they released them. And obviously the breakout was eventually discovered and they started sending, sounding off their sirens and those sirens were so loud they could be heard from San Francisco. I imagine there's not Uh like neighborhoods right there. Oh no. Nobody would want to live right there just in case anything like this ever happened. And eventually they have to call in the Coast Guard and the Marines. But there was a problem for the inmates because they could not find the key to the recreation yard, and that is the means by which they were going to escape. And they can't find him. They get frustrated, so then they just start unloading their guns into <gasps> cell number 403. That yeah. Where they put the guards? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, one of the cells they put the guards. Back at the administration office, the warden called together his lieutenants, and they made a plan to send in strike teams to rescue the guards who were being held captive. And a little after 10 p.m., the associate warden took a group of 14 officers and bust into the cell house, hoping to rescue their colleagues. They fell under extreme gunfire because the inmates had stolen guns. Right. And they had also positioned themselves like on top of C block, so they had better advantage. But nonetheless, the escapees realized that their chances of escape were fading. This I found this funny. So Shockley and Thompson, they retreated back to their cells to think of a plan or think of an explanation to tell them about their involvement in the plan. Like they were just probably. Like, uh, we were just, oh, oh, I'm sorry. They I, we we thought they were just going to. This is a gun. Paint. Oh, yeah. We thought this was band practice. <laughs> <laughs> 
this in the library like we yeah, we thought we were just <laughs> having a good time not knowing the origin of the gunfire, the Marines just started bombing the D block with explosives, and this filled the block with a bunch of smoke, and then the Marines were able to get on the roof and then throw some grenades in there, which is so unfortunate because it, you, the prison is still full of prisoners. Right. So there are people that Again, were just minding their business at band practice in the library. Somebody's just down there painting a dummy mm-hmm. head. Yep. And then you get... blown up. Yep. So... Amidst this gunfire, mortars, tear gas, a lot was going on. It broke some of the plumbing, and D-Block started flooding. So it sucks for all those people in solitary confinement. But after nearly 48 hours of battle, the gunfire ceased. In the violent aftermath, Kretzer, Coy, and Hubbard were killed in the corridor from bullet wounds and shrapnel. And the mastermind, Coy, he was found dead wearing a guard uniform. So I guess he got out of his... Greasy, Ooh, nude yeah. body, and was like, I need some clothes. And he's going to try to sneak out like a guard. Mm-hmm. Mm. In the end, two guards were killed, and 17 guards, along with one prisoner, were wounded. Shockley and Thompson received the death penalty and were executed in the gas chamber, sitting side by side. Ooh. Carnes, being only 19, they thought that was inhumane, so he just received a second life sentence. Interesting. So, so those seems, are the two. seems a little bit like pointless what the whole escape attempt no him giving him a second life sentence oh right because like he's already in here yeah 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 Uh, i think i would rather be dead than serve out my life sentence in prison unless they like i got to study dogs and you got to breed dogs yeah so after the prison closed alcatraz was basically abandoned and in the meantime many ideas were proposed for the island what idea would you have before i tell you the proposed uh, a a a entertainment center where you get okay. to come to Alcatraz mm-hmm. and kind of like sixty days in, but like yeah. but there aren't other, aren't deadly prisoners there, but like you get to like an immersive experience. That is not what like, I like, thought you meant like by break, entertainment, like breakout. You know, like you those like breakout, a breakout room. Yeah, but it's like that's the most legit breakout room ever. Where uh-huh. we put you in Alcatraz and you get to see if you can break out of the like most heavily secured place. They didn't think about that. I'm just... They didn't think about it. Marketing. Instead, they thought about maybe a United Nations monument. Uh, Okay. It's pretty boring to me. A West Coast version of the Statue of Liberty. You got one. You don't need to. (laughs) No. Okay. And a shopping center slash hotel complex. Those are all horrible ideas. No, I feel like like a fancy hotel... And you get to go... A fancy hotel? Yeah, and like a casino and stuff. And you can go and... Yeah, I can see that. The only shop, thing is shopping like, though, no, like I, I don't. No one wants to go out to an island and shop. You need something that can be haunted. Mm, that's true. Like a haunted hotel, like resort, casino. Haunted, just, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, in 1969, the island made news again when a group of Native American Indians claimed Alcatraz as, and this isn't my words, this is theirs, an Indian land, with the hope of creating a Native American cultural center and education complex on the island. The, quote, Indians of all tribes use their act of civil disobedience to illustrate the troubles faced by Native Americans. And initially, there was a lot of public support for it, and a lot of different people came to the island, like celebrities, school children would come visit, but also people like Hell's Angels and people, homeless people started mm-hmm. coming to the island, and eventually it was just graffitied everywhere. The, several of the buildings on the island caught fire. And mm. in June of 1971, 
federal marshals removed the remaining Native Americans from the island. So that, it didn't work. I was about to say, I could see, I, I'm not opposed to that idea, especially because they were some of the, like, first inmates there for, like, mm-hmm. not good reasons. Well, also, it just wasn't sustainable because they had to, and that's the reason. Oh, true. Um, I almost said Azkaban. Alcatraz <laughs> wasn't sustainable. It's because they had to bring in water. They had to bring in, like, yeah. it's just a rock. There's right. not a beach. There's yeah. not, you're you, you going to eat a pelican yeah. every day? You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes I sense. I wonder if they did eat pelicans. I wonder how that is. Apparently, there were a lot of pelicans I, out there. I haven't heard how pelicans taste. Probably like chicken. Probably salty, yep. In 1972, Congress created the Golden Gate National Recreation Area, and Alcatraz Island was included as part of the new National Park Service Unit. And the island opened to the public in the fall of 1973 and has become one of the most popular park service sites with more than one million visitors from around the world visiting the island each year. So that's what it is now. You can just it's go. It's like a national park. Mm-hmm. They preserve it. You can go look in the cells, look at all that kind of stuff. This right here, this does not sound from for me, but also kind of sounds like what you were talking about. There is an annual, quote, escape from Alca- Alcatraz triathlon. See? This sounds not fun to me, though. Uh, right, because there's, the, there's a lot. This this has some athletics to yeah. it. Triathlon, uh, mm-hmm. so they're going to swim. So it includes a 1.5-mile swim from Alcatraz Island to San Francisco Bay, which is what the, the prisoners, prisoners would have had, had to do. And they hold it around the same time of year as so the prisoners, been, so the water would have been just as cold. cold. But this does prove that they could have swam yeah, and made but, it. But these triathlon people are like Hercules. Well. That, that's true. And I imagine... But still, there's still some hope there. Yeah. Yeah. Then they have to go through an 18-mile bike ride, and then um, and that goes through the Golden Gate Park, and it concludes with an eight-mile run through the Golden Gate National Recreation Area. That, that's the Alcatraz Park? Yeah. yeah. We need to... I want someone, one of our athletic that's friends to do this and and let me know how it is. That's a, that's a lot of athleticism, though. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, the cold water alone, and that water is treacherous, as but, you know what? But if they didn't go to the library, and they didn't go to band practice, and they didn't go to painting, and they just, just spent all their out. time working out, mm-hmm. somebody could have done it. Somebody could have. And we, we don't me. know. Not me, but somebody. No. Me and Hannah wouldn't have made... I wouldn't have made would it have two seconds in, in the water. I would have been in the library. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, you would have. Yep. And I would have been in my solitary confinement, so Lacey raising dogs. solitary Breeding and raising dogs. Old bird man getting advice from old bird man. Old, old dog girl. Well, anyways, we thought we'd bring you a, uh, I, th- I almost said scary tale. We did bring you a scary tale. I was going to say spooky spot just because we haven't done it in a yeah. while. Well, Azkaban, oh, Alcatraz. Azkaban, Alcatraz mix up. The history mashup. of Azkaban. I love it. Anyway, we'll see you next week. I think we're gonna do a little nursery rhyme next time for a little, a little Easter theme. Yeah, and I didn't even realize that it was right in the time of Easter. But we'll, with that, try and guess what it is. I was about to start humming it, but I won't. Oh, yeah, please don't. I won't. Please don't. You can sing it next week. Okay. Uh, See us next time. Uh, See us next time. Listen to us next time. Uh, We post new podcasts every other Tuesday, right? We do. And you can look at us on its Well, again, you can't look at us. I mean, we could post more pictures of ourselves, we but could. I'm not sure that's what the people want to see. We'll post pictures from what we talked about today on our Instagram at Scary Tales Podcast. Leave us a comment. Let us know how you liked it. And any, any other ideas for us to, that we can do, feel free to Because we got a, a list. We do have a list. We just add to it mm-hmm. frequently. Yes, we so. do. So we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.